Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Building a Bridge. My name is Jesse Brisenine. My name is Jared Countess, and our mission is to empower people to use their voice to build a bridge beyond race relations, creating unity and understanding, effectively raising the collective consciousness of humanity. Last week, we started a conversation about the mass shootings in America, and we mentioned the five points of immediate focus after a shooting, balancing the heartbreak with the conversation, trying to identify what the deeper hurt is, and then how do we approach our inner monster? And today, Jared, what are we going to talk about? So we're, we're going to talk about that. Uh, oh, my goodness gracious. In that topic, we talked about soda, right? Or, or, or pouring, um, drinking in a lot of negative energy. So we're going to talk like all about that subject today of like, when we drink in a whole bunch of negative energy, whether it's from the news, from our friends, from our family, and then how that, you know, fucks up how we operate, <laughs> right? And we're going to relate it directly to something that me and, and Jesse both like, which is poker, and how um, you can get messed up in poker with the same way or any other any other game, really, guys. And that's a great way to relate it to something that we, whereas negative thing happens, negative emotion, right? And negative outcome. Like when we're playing sports or we're doing something else like that, it's almost immediate, right? <laughs> don't miss, don't miss, don't miss. Oh, I missed. Oh, pick it up. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Pick up your man defense. Oh, they made it. Fuck. You know, and it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's and you, you just, you can feel that, that trickle down when you're playing a sport, when you're playing poker and you're like, you know, praying a card doesn't hit and then boom, that card hits. And then you're like praying that they don't bet. This happened to me twice last night. <laughs> that they don't bet. And then they bet all their money and you're looking at the board and you like flop the essential nuts. And then like the one card that could come on the river that was like an absolute danger to you hit and you're like oh and they just bet into you and you have like you know the third best possible hand you can have and you're like I think I have to call right <laughs> but I think I think they just hit the best hand <laughs> and so, and so, it's like you're just sitting there you know and, and, and you know and you're like I'm fucked if I do and I'm fucked if I don't and um you know, and when and when you've been running bad or when you've been playing bad or when you're having negative thoughts, you, I don't know, if, I, I think you make more bad decisions, right? 100%. And then, it, but it also, it compounds and it feels like every decision you make is wrong. Does that make any kind of sense? And I think people with, with what happened recently in terms of, I'll let you get on your poker story too, Jesse. But what happened with people recently in terms of like COVID, um, Black Lives Matter, um, you know, Donald Trump or, you know, Trump people versus the world, right? <laughs> you know, um, you know, um, QAnon, all of these things, right? Is that people express an opinion, right? Sometimes from a negative place or place of anger, and sometimes from a very pure place, right? 
and then got a negative response, took another negative action, <laughs> and then boom. But it, it was, I think it was so much harder for people to see that spiral, right? Because they had other people on each side cheering them on for, you know, their 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 actions, and then the next thing they know, they, you know, they've cut off twenty friends on Facebook and in real life, and they have, they've stopped talking to their sister or so, you yeah. know. What I mean? and, and it's like, it's like, how did I get here? It was that, you know, I did it. Boom, 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 boom. And so, anyway. and it's it's so important to remember a few things. Uh, number one, human beings were always emotional creatures, right? And depending on what emotional state we exist in, some emotional states are going to heighten and help really magnify experiences positively or negatively. And when we look at emotions like anger, many times anger is a reactionary emotion, right? We're reacting to a version of reality that we're perceiving. And oftentimes that perception is based off our own unconscious biases. In essence, many times anger is a response to some version of a lie just if we can play in that space, right? The lie that we're telling ourselves about something or someone. And what happens with that though, is when we start to react from a place of anger, we're basically reacting to a lie. This is why when we go to anger, we have to use absolutes, right? To solidify our truth. This is why the, the arguments with our significant others break down so quickly. And even though we know that we're in the wrong that we should stop and apologize, we double down on that argument because when we're in that anger place, we're seeing red, and we have to make the lie truth. We have to make the story real. And you see that all the time, right? So we have this, we live in a world right now where emotion is being, is being, I would say in many ways, weaponized. It's being weaponized and deployed in such a strategic way that's trying to activate the emotional responses of all of us, our unconscious emotional responses. Most of us are in of a belief system that if we feel it must be real, Right? If we feel it must be real, that's what we're taught. That's the Disneyfication of our emotion, right? That you meet someone, boy meets girl, fall in love, and it's all happily ever after after that, right? Well, no, 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 it's not the truth. How many of us have ever felt something that we actually found out was maybe it was a misguided emotion before, right? Especially when it comes to the person we see in the mirror every day. When we have those emotions of not being enough, not being good enough, not being worthy, not being deserving, not being loved. Most of us have wrestled with those pretty much every day of our life in some capacity, even though the people that know us best would say that that's all bullshit. Yet we will wrestle with those lies every single day, right? Because we're taking a feeling and we're turning into some version of a fact. Jared and I were talking about this in correlation to poker. And the reason this is relevant, prevalent to all of us is because there's two things. When, we're, when, we're, when the human animal is dealing with complex things, especially things that are usually uh, emotionally very charging. Talking in metaphors is very helpful because it bypasses the critical faculty and it helps us process information at a deeper level. And number two, when we gamify something, it makes it much more, it makes it a more neutral ground to talk about, right? It's a much more neutral ground to talk about poker than it might be to Black Lives Matter or some other things like that. So we can talk about concepts that correlate in different things, but we won't actually use language or terminology because it's a way for us to introduce things in a safe way that then helps us kind of build a bridge when somebody's way over here and somebody's way over here and then start to meet common ground. Oh, wait, well, we, they might be a Trump supporter and I might be a Bidenite, but 
we both understand our frustration that Tom Brady is still kicking ass in his forties and defying time. Yeah. Screw that Tom Brady guy. Screw that. Now we're coming closer and, Oh, you know, by the way, and then we start to see more commonalities. And what Jared and I were talking about before this is so Jared and I will, we will, we will, one of the, one of the happy, happy joys that we've both discovered through building bridge conversations is we, we, we like playing poker and we'll sometimes text each other our stories of poker. Mostly it's our frustrations of us being, <laughs> us being wronged and screwed over and all these types of things. Right. <laughs> and, and isn't that how it always is? We don't, we don't never, we don't nearly celebrate the successes enough, but boy, do we dump the emotion into the. Yes. Yeah. Well, you, you know what you've shared with me some, so some wins. I think I've shared with you one or two wins. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, but, well, we, we it's, definitely like the wins. A, like a, it's like a three, five, six, seven to one. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's like, it's and so when we were talking about poker, where where the relevance comes in is because in poker, so a lot of poker, when you start to really play it, you start to realize there's uh, there's a tremendous amount of skill involved, and you have the cards, but you're really playing the person. And very rarely in poker do you have what's called the absolute nuts. Like there's no hand out there that's going to actually you're you're going to there's no hand that's going to beat you. You can put all your money in. You have no worries in the world. You're guaranteed to win. That's few and far between. Most of the time, you're having to try to assess what other players are having. You're making strategic moves and guesses based off of what kind of patterns you're noticing, what you believe. And I think when you're at someone, when you're at Jared's level, you have a really good understanding of the poker math too. So you're factoring all this stuff into it, right? Well, when you start to have, what's interesting in poker is invariably there's, there's randomization that comes in. And so at some points, you're going to run into times where you're just not getting cards that you would think you should in starting positions. And Jared and I were talking about what it does is it starts to, you start to wrestle with your own mind and you start to play outside of what was your realm of excellence, playing a different game. I'll find myself playing cards that I normally wouldn't play because I'm telling myself, oh, shoot, I've got too far behind. I got to make something happen right? We don't stay the course. We don't stay committed to the, the, the pattern, the, the strategy we set out. We start to deviate from it. And it's so, it so lines up with how we behave in other aspects of our life. We start on a nutrition program. We start an exercise regime where we know that if we do this, we stay the course, there will be this, this will be the outcome, but there will be challenges in it. And when we run into those challenges and it's not going smooth, easy, and as effortless as we like, it's not like a lot of when we go and buy the ticket and we get the $40 million, we get frustrated. We deviate from the plan, self-sabotage mm-hmm. and in poker, you lose your money and, and exercise, you, you gain the weight back or you throw your diet off. And then we come back frustrated and we go, well, I don't understand. Why can't I win money at poker? Why can't I lose weight? Why can't I build my business? Why can't I improve my relationship? Why can't I, why can't we get past this whole racial issue and stuff like that? It's because we keep going through the same pattern every single time. And you know what? It was, I'm so happy we used this analogy because it it clicked for me. Um, So one of the things that that really successful poker players do is they have acceptable losses, right? So in other words, they go and they play and... They can walk out 
a loser you know what i mean of a certain like a certain like i lost 200 bucks today i lost 300 bucks today they don't feel like they have to win every time they play and it clicked for me like the difference between people who are successful at anything right and people who aren't is the people who are successful long term oh i'm vibrating <laughs> yeah yeah you're on you're good go go okay, I can hear you. okay all right. so um the people who are successful long term at anything understand that they're going to have losses along the way and they don't try to like they don't they don't they don't chase victory some days they're like oh well that was a fucked up day i lost and they're able to walk away and come mm. back renewed and reinvigorated Etc. 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 Right, and I and I think it's essential to controlling your emotional like thing to 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 understand. It. I'm not going to win every battle. Yes, not going to win every battle. If you want to succeed, I think in anything in life, long term, the understanding that you're not going to win every battle is essential. You're gonna have you got to have acceptable losses in your mind. You know, well that's communication whether it's business, right? And, and I think the key one with business is advertising, right? Like you're going to have acceptable losses, right? Yes. Or, or marketing tactics and things like that, right? You know, uh, or, or, or even if you own it, if you actually have owned a storefront, right? When, you know, the theft that comes from employees and customers, right? That's built into the margins of a lot of, especially large corporations where, they, where you know, they can't oversee every little pity, right? And so it's 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 like you have to have like the ability to walk away losing a battle to be a long term success at anything. And I, I, that's that's that was like that was like the click that had while you were talking. I was like, oh shit! I was like, that's true everywhere in fucking life. Like you gotta be, you gotta know when to hold them, know when to fold them. Sometimes. You gotta fucking fold your cards. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You gotta walk away lost with the loss and know you won. <laughs> Man, that's such a good point too, Jared, because it is. Then it, it then it invites the opportunity for your losses to evolve into learnings. Yes. Right? Because if you're in that mindset already, then you know that even when you lose, you meaning you didn't have the outcome you wanted. You didn't, you didn't come away with more money than you showed up with at the poker table. You have this tremendous opportunity to learn. Like Jared and I were talking before we started recording today. And when we were talking about Jared's you know, poker hands and his, his, his rough run he's had the last few weeks, there was still like his inflection on it, right? His reflection of like what he did, what he could have done better, what he should have done differently. It's not somebody who's just sitting there stewing in, I got screwed over. This was it because in that and that mentality, right? We go from, there's no power. There's nothing to do. So we're literally, we're at the mercy of, this is a, the difference between being the feather in Forrest Gump and being the wind in Forrest Gump, moving the feather around. Versus when you're coming back from something like that, you're saying, I lost, I didn't have the outcome I wanted. And here's why. Well, you can start to identify things that you could do differently. Well, I should have probably been, I could have been thinking like this instead of this. If I would have been sizing my opponent this way instead of this way, I would have played it differently. 
if I would have, you know, all these types of things like that. Right. And so that's where this real magic of this is, is, is the separation of it. And I love that you said that it's the acceptable loss really then evolves into the empowered learning. Mm -hmm. Yes, it does. Exactly. And, 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 and it's, to me is, is, is so key in poker because when you get in that emotional place, right? That's when people, people you can punt, you, you can lose all your money, right? That's yeah. when people are like, you're in a bad spot. And, and you know, and praise God, I have a, a withdrawal limit on my ATM card or stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because it's like, shit, I'd have fucking punted it, right? Because I was so mad because that person beat me there and blah, blah. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to make, I'm going to compound mistakes. I'm compound errors. Whereas like, what's what good people do is they they recognize oh my head's not in this today i need to leave right i need to get up and go right i'm upset i'm angry and i can't calm down and to go the cards aren't or even if they feel like the cards aren't falling my way right even if they have because because that's going to change your game too right yep. if, if you have that thought that the cards aren't falling my way then you're you're going to change how you play you're going to you're not going to make the mathematical call, even though the math is right. Right. Because you're like, I, you know, I got, you know, 30% on this and you you're know, in victim mode. You're in victim mode. Yes. Yeah. And, 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 and it, when you, if you can get up having lost, recognizing that then and come back later, that is a huge, huge victory, but not everybody can get to the point where they feel that way. You know what I mean? And then, and that, was, that stops people from becoming, that's the difference between winning players, breaking players, losing players that know how to play the game, right? That actually are good at the game. <laughs> Jared, I want to know. So we have, we have just a few minutes left for today. I want to know. So looking at this whole thing, what is your strategy for getting back on track after that? Because I think it might be helpful to hear how you actually you, because I'm, as you're talking, I'm thinking, oh yeah, I, I, I've developed a strategy to help me deal with those pieces. And, and maybe you can share what yours is for it. So generally, right. It's a, uh, if I am not feeling it right. Uh, I used, I used to have an assessment process of, okay, am I not feeling it? Am I not doing well? Am I playing well? Right. Am I playing my game? Right. And if the answer to that is yes, okay, well, is my table good, right? If the answer to that is no, then I'm like, okay, well, maybe I need to switch tables. Then, well, first question I actually ask, am I tired? Mm. Playing well, am I, you know what I mean? Is, is my table good? So I'll, all these logical steps and depending on, if I'm tired, let's go home immediately. You're not gonna fucking function well, right? Unless you wanna lose money, right? Unless you wanna lose money. Right. And you have to and you have to have these pre-programmed responses in your head. Right. To these, you know what I mean? Like, like, you know, you sometimes got to be mean to yourself. And so you have to have these pre-programmed things in pre. Am I tired? Yeah. Then stay if you want to lose all the fucking money. That has to be the next thought. Right. If you want to lose all your money, stay. If you don't, then, you know what I mean? Whatever. Right. Like power. Can I, I can do because convince yourself that you can do some coffee or something like that to stay up. That's just bad business in poker, especially if you're playing at a high level, right? Yes. And, and, and you're playing against 
you know, decently tough opponents, right? Because the truth of the matter is, if you're playing against bad players, I'm not even asking myself, am I tired? I'm just fucking, I'm just there, right? If I'm playing against a guy who's just dumping money on the table, I'm not tired. I'm just excited and focused. It's not, it's not even a fucking question, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. But, but you have to have, I go back to your question, you have to have this thought process. Yeah. And it has to be, whenever you're emotional, just like in the Marine Corps or in business or whatever in life, you have to have fallback methods of operation. You have to have a fallback program that is letter to law, very procedural, pulls your emotions out of it and you and then go, right? And so, um, and then as far as like when I lose and I get home, I ask myself, you know, all those questions. One, were you tired? Did you stay after you were tired? And, I'll, and I'll, I'll make that mistake quite often, just to be honest with y'all, to be super clear. I'll make the mistake of playing too long quite often and playing when I'm tired. Um, and and that's, that's probably my biggest issue. My biggest issue is I'm down 200 bucks, I'm tired. I don't wanna go home because I can beat everybody at this table. That's my biggest issue. Mm. That, and, and and inevitably, I don't know if it's the universe or God or whatever, I will I will find a way to lose with pocket aces or pocket kings. When in that situation, <laughs> inevitably, I don't know. I think I I think I have this like other conversation if I can like, yeah, now you're gonna get aces and lose. Watch this. <laughs> now you're gonna, and you're gonna, you're gonna, and you're gonna, you're gonna know you're gonna lose at like you know four hundred dollars in on the turn. You're gonna have to fold and get up and go home. And then you're gonna be so. Mad. You know, isn't that isn't that so true in any other aspect of life, right? Where we know what we should do, we have a strategy, and then whether it's it's pride, ego, our own hubris, whatever it is, the need to be right and to prove somebody else wrong, we break with that strategy we violate our own rules and then we go into it and the outcome ends up falling in alignment with it there's an explosion and then we come back thinking well how was that fair well would it never happen if you would have stayed in alignment with what you knew you need to stay in line with yes. first? yes yes boy oh boy uh, we didn't talk about this today we should talk about the bible next time but the bible is full of stories like that. <laughs> yes, we can use, we can leave a little cliffhanger for next time. I was telling Jared about uh, how I've changed from our conversations and building a bridge. And we were talking about some examples with action stories and biblical stories. And we'll leave that as a little bit of a cliffhanger to stay tuned, but maybe a quick summation of what Jared just said, which is so relevant to any aspect of life is you know, consider, do you have a strategy for success in your conversations with, in, with your loved ones, in the difficult conversations with people at work, in your fitness, your health, your wealth, all those types of things? And are you staying congruent with that strategy for success? Or do you find yourself when emotion gets in there, you immediately break down and fall out of alignment and do the very thing that you know you shouldn't do and then when it produces the predictable outcome that it always does, right? Jared's tired. The predictable outcome is he's going to play bad, lose his money. And then it happens. Do you go into victim mode? This sucks. This is unfair, blah, blah, blah. Or do you step back and reflect and say, okay, how can I learn? What can I grow from this? And, and 
recommit to the strategy, recommit to the process. Because the, the thing is, is like humans, I've learned this over time is humans are so simple and we are, we excel at making simplicity complex. We really, really do. And if we would just allow ourselves to play in the space of, oh, wait, I do have, I do do this, I do do this and just own it. And then work on bettering ourselves and falling into alignment with that. You know, because because what Jared just shared, it's it's true in poker, but it's a metaphor for any facet of life. The conversation you go and have with your spouse, the difficult conversation you have with the, the, the liberal that lives across the street from you. If you're going into that already violating your own rules for your strategy for success, you can be assured the outcome will not be desirable. You're just not going to be at your best. And, and you got to build in to that outcome for your success. That success long term, there are acceptable losses in there. You yes. Like if you want a relationship with your neighbor, some arguments you're going to lose. Especially you want a relationship with your spouse. You're going to have to give some. Like you're not going to like... There's, this, there's a lot of acceptable losing with your spouse. <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll have to invite the entire group to that conversation. <laughs> it happens on both ends, though. I guarantee yeah. I'm, not, I'm not easy to put up with all the time. So yeah. yeah, but you know, I think that's it. Is you if you stay true to your game plan? Yes. And this is easy to say, very hard to do. It's a lifetime of learning. Mm-hmm. You will find that when the emotions are the highest, when we're talking about. We're having those conversations with our spouse. When we're talking about these big, complex societal issues we've been talking about, we will be able to get out of that victim. They don't understand me. They just don't value me. They don't appreciate me. They're and start labeling, right? When we victim, we're going to inevitably defensively label racist, ignorant, Trump supporter, Biden supporter, liberal, conservative, whatever it is. And we'll be able to go into more of that acceptable loss space of what could I have done differently to improve my chances of the outcome I was after. Yes. And when we can get to that sort of psychology and we can emotionally place a higher value on that outcome we're after versus the need to instantly be proven right and good enough and accepted and belonged, that's where, in my opinion, we will go grow by leaps and bounds to truly building bridges. I like so, Excited. I'm excited for our next talk. Yeah, me too. So we, we, we would love to hear your guys' questions, comments, conversations. You know, what strategies do you use in your life to navigate through the emotionally charged times? Share them below, whether it's in fitness, health, wealth, your conversations with your significant others, anything. I have to jump off onto another call and we look forward to seeing you all next week. Take care. Jared, appreciate you, buddy. All right, man. Be easy.